My name is Josh Sakis. I have the honor and privilege of being the student pastor here. Uh, we've been here for about a month and a half already, which is crazy. Uh, it feels like it's been, man, three weeks. Um, at the same time, it feels like we've been here for a couple years. We're just so comfortable. Uh, it, it feels like we know so many of you, and, and, and I mean, there's so many more to meet, uh, but we're grateful for the time we've already been here, and, and it's just been a blessing to us. And, um, you know, some of you know this, we moved from Florida. Anybody from Florida? All right, a few of you, I'm sorry. Um, you know, hot, muggy, nasty, stupid Florida. Um, just, I'm not that aggressive, I'm messing around with you. But, but I moved here because it was cooler, or at least I thought. Um, for the first month and a half, I'm walking around, I'm like, man, it followed us. <laughs> it did, and, um, and so I'm so thankful the last couple of days have been cool. I'm originally from Connecticut, uh, so this, this cool weather feels really good. It kind of feels like, you know, Thanksgiving, we used to walk outside with sweatshirts on and, and all that kind of stuff, not, not t-shirts, you know, that's not right. It doesn't feel right when it's Christmas time or, or Thanksgiving and you're like watching football and you're like, yes, I'm still sweating. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. The players are the ones who are supposed to be sweating. Um, but man, even before I move on, I just want to thank uh, Pastor Aaron and Beth and his family. Uh, they have been a huge blessing to us already uh, and his leadership in my life. And he's already poured into my life so much, both as a person, as a father of Jesus and as a pastor. Um, and we're grateful for that. And I just want to honor you uh, and thank you for, for obeying the call to come lead this church. Because uh, if you weren't here, we wouldn't be here. And I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't be here. Um, and so we're grateful for that. And so I thank you. Um, and, and, and let's do this again. I just want to read this one more time. Uh, Galatians 5, verses 13 through 17. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you that... You sent your only son to come, come die for us, live among us, experience, Lord, the, the temptation and, and, and the, the, the flesh that we experience every single day, that he would understand and he would know us and that we can identify with the, the one we serve. That's an amazing opportunity. And Spirit, I just pray you would move in this place today, that your power would be known, that your name would be known, Lord that this isn't about what I have to say, but it's about your truth and that if we get a hold of this, our lives will be transformed and this community will be transformed. We thank you for that. In your name we pray, amen. Um, I got this with me today. I'm a little bit stopped up uh, with allergies. Anybody else with allergies? This is my son's soothing saline nasal mist. Zarbies. Anybody know Zarbies? Yeah, pretty good stuff. I don't know. All natural? I'm an all-natural kind of person. I don't know, maybe. Not everything. I love sugar. Um, that's wrong. But, but you know, a couple weeks ago, um, I woke up one morning. It was a Sunday morning. We were about to come to church, and, 
And I, all of a sudden, I, I just, my, you know that dry feeling in your nasal passage that you get before a cold comes and it like hurts to swallow. And so I started to feel that and, and I'm thinking, oh boy, it's coming. Whatever it is, it's coming. It could be bad. It, it, it might, it could not be that bad. Who knows? It could last a day or two. But a week, actually two weeks later, I still had all this congestion and my nose was stopped up and my throat was stopped up. And I was like, man, what is going on? My, my, I got headaches all the time. And then someone decided to finally inform me that this is apparently the birthplace of all allergens. Um, and I, oh man, it, it messed me up. I was out. I don't normally have allergies. I, I, I just don't normally have them. So all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm human. And, and I was dying, man. I, my nose was stopped up. My chest was like, it's tight with congestion. And, um, and so I couldn't stand it. And my wife's like, gosh, you're a baby. I just gave birth. And you have allergies and you're crying like every day. Um, it, it's true. I am a baby. Um, and so, so, yeah, you know, I'm all frustrated and I'm like, oh, I got head pressure and, and you know, the blankets curled up around me and all that stuff. And, and uh, one thing I like to do every day is go get black tea from Starbucks. I love my black tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm obsessed with it. My wife's probably like, it's more than love. Um, it's unhealthy. But I, 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 I tell myself it's because of the antioxidants, you know, I mean, it's healthy for me. I put three extra pumps of sugar in it. it t- it's basically sweet tea. Um, and, and that's all I do. So, see, now I love it. And so anyways, I go and I, I do this thing I do every day. And I go into the Starbucks, the one right here on Indian Lake Boulevard. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah, what is wrong with me? Uh, the newbie. Uh, so anyways, I, I walk in there. My head's still hurting. The, the lights are, you know, they're, they're making my headache worse. Uh, my, my, I can barely speak. And every, sometimes when you speak, you just get that little catch. And you're like, that was so embarrassing. And, you know, you get the little phlegm. And it's, it's all nasty. And uh, my nose, my, I'm, saying, I'm saying the word this, and it's coming out like dis. Um, and, and so it's just, it's a mess. And so I don't want to speak. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't want to think about anybody else but myself at this point. And so I go in there, and I, I've, at, at this point, I've gotten to know those people. Not that, I don't think anyone would call me their friend. It's not like, yeah, I, I, the Josh Sakis? Yeah, I know him. We hang out every weekend. But I, I'm, I try to be kind to them. I walk in there. I try to ask them how their day's going. I, you know, I try to care, and I try to maybe, maybe be a different kind of personality that they haven't run into the whole entire day. Because most people are like, get my order right. You know, I'm going to kick you in the face. Um, and, and people are just mean sometimes. So I don't want to be like that. But this time, I was, uh, because I was thinking about myself. And, and I sit down after I get my drink, and, and I kind of realize, man, I haven't cared an ounce about anybody in this place today. I haven't even thought about them. I, I've not acted myself. And they probably even realize, wow, Josh is, he must be annoyed today. Um, and, and, and so it was crazy, because as I'm leaving that place, I felt the Lord speak so clearly to me that, you know, your physical congestion right now, the way it's impacting you, the way it's impacting the way you're treating others is what happens when you get spiritually congested. And I was like, oh, yikes, that is not something I want to think about. You know, I, Lord, I'm sick. I have a right. No, we lay down all our rights. And that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I saw that, that this happens when our, when our flesh congests our spirit, and that's exactly what this scripture is talking about. And, and what I love is, is the word congest is basically an excessive accumulation of something. In this case, mucus. Disgusting. Um, that's somebody's trigger word. It's kind of like, uh, what, what's that? I don't know. It's like one of those words that's just disgusting, like fester. No one likes the word fester. Um, so, so mucus, yeah. So... We become congested and, and it begins to impact us. And, and what I want to tell you today is, is that there is a war happening between your flesh and between your spirit. There is an all-out war. It is, not, it is not a little thing. It is not a light thing. It is so important that we recognize this today. And in verse 14, we just read it. We are told the whole law can be fulfilled in one word. To love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the whole law can be fulfilled by this one thing. If we just do this, the rest flows from it. And I think that's such a blessing, but what that tells me is right after that, Paul starts talking about the spirit versus the flesh. So what that tells me is that the flesh is opposed to that love. The flesh is opposed to us loving people as we love ourselves, And so this is a battle in and of itself. And I think one of the hardest challenges in life for us is to care about people as much as we care about ourselves. Can anyone say amen to that? Is it, am I speaking to anybody there? I, I don't know. It could just be me. Is it just me? Maybe. Um, it, it, it's so difficult. And you know, I, as a young kid, uh, my dad was a pastor, is a pastor to this day, uh, has been for 40, probably 40 something years. And um, my mom was the worship leader at our church. And man, I had such a great example of what it looks like to have godly parents and people who, who paved the way before you. And man, they would sacrifice anything it took to love people. Like they, they embody this scripture. And yet, I still didn't learn it. Because I was at school, and I was around my friends. I was at practice. I was, I was dating. I was doing all these things. And all I could think about was what was benefiting me. All I could think about was how I was going to get to this point in my career, how I was going to, you know, who, who I was going to date, how this teacher annoyed me because they, they, you know, they gave me a B when I deserved an A, except Josh, you got all the answers wrong, so, you know, it doesn't work like that, um, but I'm good. So it, it's, it's very difficult. So even with that great example, there was still this thing in me that naturally developed where I just didn't care about others. I cared about me. I cared about what I was going to get. I cared about how I was going to feel. And, and everybody else came second to that. But I think as a church, I think we do this perfectly, right? I don't think we struggle with loving people. I think we do it every chance we get. Wrong. I wish that we did that. It is so difficult. It's not, it's not easy, and it, it is a struggle for us. But I, I think if we're real with ourselves today, we can, we can realize that it is only hard because we're by ourselves in it, or when we're by ourselves in this. And that's what I want us to focus on. Galatians 2, oh, I'm sorry, um, Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, yet was tempted in every way we were. So Jesus gets it. Jesus gets the struggle. I think about Jesus in the garden. He's sitting there and he's like, Lord, if possible, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but yours be done. So in this moment, we see Jesus and he's struggling with this same thing we struggle with every day. And that's such a beautiful thing that the one we serve, and that's what's so different in terms of, uh, I get these other religions and, 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 and there's all, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of them. 
but this is the one where my God came to me and he experienced what I experienced and he knows me better because of it. And I know him better because of it. He came to me and I I absolutely love that. And the fact that Jesus gets it, I think that turns this whole thing around for us. And so in this moment that we battle, our flesh is battling our spirit. We can take heart because we're not alone. So in that moment, you feel like, man, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to love. I'm trying to love. I'm trying to love. My flesh has conquered me. I can't do this. You are not alone. You were never meant, you were never even called to do it alone. You being called to love other people, that wasn't out of your own energy. That wasn't out of your own ability. It is out of the spirit of God in you. Galatians 5 verse 16, what we just read, tells us walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Walk by the spirit. Walk by the spirit. So in this pursuit to love others, we are not empowered by ourselves. We're empowered by the spirit of God that lives within us. That's a powerful thing for us to remember today. And sometimes I think we make this mistake. When we think about the Spirit's role in our lives, it's like we're driving a car and we're like, okay, I got my destination. Um, I know where I'm going. I know who I'm going with. I know who I'm going to meet along the way. I know what I'm going to get to eat at this point and do this at this point to get here. And then we say, Spirit, sit in the passenger seat. When I need you, I'm going to ask you for directions if I get lost. When I need you to comfort me. If, if, someone, if, if I get in a car accident, I need you to comfort me in that moment, right? Because you're my comforter. You're my advocate. Man, I think the Spirit is so, I know the Spirit is so much more than just a passenger in our life. He, in that car, he is the engine. He is the power that makes it go. The only reason it can go at all is because of his power in our lives. So, so we gotta stop thinking that the Spirit is just this thing. This, when it says walk by the Spirit, it's not saying next to I don't hang my arm around him and say, let's go, bud. No, 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 I walk by. It's the only thing that even helps me walk the right direction. It's the only thing that gives me the strength to walk when I can't. That's the power of the Spirit in us. He says that he is the vine, we are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. We can bear no fruit whatsoever apart from him. So if we stay outside, we live in the flesh. What does it look like for us to walk by the Spirit? It, 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 it's, it's, it's hard to, man, it, I think it's something that we just, we just have to understand it. So we don't have to grasp it like this, you know, one plus one equals two. It's not this mathematical equation, but it's a trust. It's understanding, Lord, you live in me and that's all I need. So what does it look like when we walk by our flesh? What does it look like when, we're, when we constantly think of ourselves? I think that we can even do things in our own power that look holy and it's not godly and it's not by the spirit, it's flesh. The word flesh itself means done apart from faith in God. It, sometimes we think like when we use the word flesh, we constantly think of crazy, you know, we're like oh, murder, you know, like all these things. I agree, but the only reason those things are done in the first place is because it's done apart from faith in God. It's done because we are, not, we are not in step with his spirit. We're not in step in believing who he is and what he's done for us. And so flesh causes us to say, I, I, I. I'll do this. Well, I'll do this. Well, scripture says this, so I'll get it done. I'll, you know, we live this, this religious life, this, this life of piety where we're constantly seeking to do things instead of seeking the one who leads us to do them. 
And I think we need to understand that today. And I would, I would even dare say that Jesus doesn't give a rip about our actions unless our heart has been transformed. So the things you're doing, they don't matter unless Jesus is at the epicenter of them. Romans 8, 7, it tells us that the mind of the flesh is hostile toward God, but if we allow the spirit to lead our hearts, we do not walk in flesh. So there's this constant propensity to, to walk outside of our faith in God. Galatians 5, 24 says this, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Man, I, I think a lot of times when we think about our sanctification, we think about our growth as a Christian, we, we picture that moment where John the Baptist says, he must increase, I must decrease. I, I think it's more than that. I think we use that scripture. I just think we use it wrong. I, in that moment, John is actually saying, man, Jesus is coming. My whole life has been about preparing the way for him. Jesus is finally here. He's starting his ministry. I must decrease. He must increase. Let me tell you the truth of what this is about. Galatians 5.24 again. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. It doesn't say those have, they have lessened their flesh. It doesn't say they're, they're a little bit better with their flesh. It says they have crucified. They have killed the flesh with the passions and desires. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, I die daily. That's a scary statement right there. I die daily. Some of you are like, why are you so aggressive? It was Paul. I die daily. I, I, I don't care about less of me. I care about all of him. The, the I, the I dies. The only I left is the I in him. That's it. I am alive because of him. I have power because of him. It is not done in my own attempts. It is not done in my own strength. And the good news in this is if you're living by the Spirit, so you've conquered the flesh, you've crucified your flesh, the Spirit has the victory. The Word tells us that. And, and, and I think some of you today, maybe you're thinking like, man, what does this mean? Does that mean that if I struggle with, with fleshly desires, does that mean I'm, I'm the worst person alive? Does that mean God doesn't love me? Does that mean I, I didn't do this thing and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to hell and, I'm, and, and this is going to happen in my life. The Lord's going to punish me for not doing this right. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I, I actually think the opposite. If we, read, if we read verse 17 again, desires of the flesh are against the spirit. They oppose each other. They oppose each other to prevent you from doing what you should. If you weren't in the spirit, you wouldn't care what your flesh is doing. If you weren't walking by the power of the Spirit, when your flesh tries to rise up, you wouldn't even notice it. You just live right in it. So take heart in the moment where you're like, man, I'm battling, man, I'm struggling with this. Take heart in that moment and realize the Spirit is opposing your flesh. Don't condemn yourself. Don't allow the enemy to come in there and whisper in that moment and say, you're not good enough. You didn't do it right. Good. It's not about me doing it right. It's about me being transformed and the Spirit leading me. So if we know that the Spirit has the victory, then one thing we have to realize is, is that we're not under the law. That's what I love about it. It says, it says, by the Spirit, because of the Spirit's victory in us, we are not under the law. What does that mean? You don't have to do anything right. That's not really what it's saying. It's saying that because the Spirit is alive in us, the Spirit's the one carrying it out. We're not the one 
We're not the one beating the flesh. We're not, yeah, I did it. It's not about that. It, you know, Conor McGregor walking around like I just beat that dude, you know? Anybody like MMA? Just me? Okay, oops. Violent pastor up here. Man, it, it's not about that. It, it's about the power of the Spirit carries this thing out in my life. He is the victory. He is the one over flesh. I'm not, I'm not under the law because, man, I will carry it out because of the Spirit in me. I don't have to, to be, you know, constantly thinking, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Because I will. Because God lives in me, abiding in the vine, bearing the fruit of the Spirit. These are things that happen. You have to remember, he is the vine. You're just the branches. Man, my fruit is dead fruit. I can't produce fruit. It says apart from him, we produce nothing. Man, abide in the vine, rest in the vine. So how do we continue to walk in the spirit? How do we do this every day? How do we, how do we like Paul, how do we say, man, I, I crucify my flesh, I die daily. The latter part of verse 20 in Galatians 2, I read the first part, this is the second part. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by faith in the son of God. So the spirit's alive in Paul. Paul crucifies his flesh daily. How is he doing this? By faith in Jesus Christ, by faith in God, by faith that, that what he said is true, that how he lived his life is the truth, that he lives in us. We have to believe this thing. So in order to remain in the spirit of God, we have to understand his truth. We have to understand his promises. If we forget, if we, if we live our life apart from them, what do they matter to us? We'll live on our own accord. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I love this. So, so me believing, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not this requirement of me that I feel exhausted. It actually says that I have joy and peace when I lean into him. So, in this moment where my flesh is battling and I'm feeling that congestion, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my own ways, I'm stuck thinking about myself, I'm stuck thinking about what I need to get done. In that moment, I can find rest and peace when I, when I declare the truth of God over my life, when I live by the Spirit. It's not tiring, it's the only thing that's not tiring. I can rest, finally, who wants rest? I want rest, come on. Man, I remember when I had all this congestion and, uh, I, you know, even though I already know, have you ever noticed every time you get sick, you look up the same question every time you get sick on Google, then WebMD shows up and you're like, I have the worst thing I could possibly think of. Um, but anyway, so I look up, how do I, how do I relieve congestion? You know, how do I get rid of this sinus pressure? How do I get rid of all this, this uh, chest congestion? And it was like, you, you just get in a hot shower and let the steam like, you got to breathe it in. And so I kept doing it every day. I'd be, I'd be in there, and I'd just be like, <sighs> break up, break up. Like, get out of me, Satan. Um, and so, so I'm doing that, and, and, and this is the verse that, man, this, this verse messes me up. Ezekiel 36, 25 to 26, God says this, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. 
man, Lord, like the Lord, we ask him to come in and clean us. Like we're, we're, we're messed up people. We are, we're just messed up. We think about ourselves, you know, think about your day. What's the first thing we do? I, I don't wanna accuse you. First thing I do is I check my phone. And I go on Instagram. Then I go, where's my black tea? You know, make sure I get the three extra pumps. They better get my order right. You know, where am I gonna go today? Oh, I gotta get gas. Oh, I gotta get these things done. Um, you know, I, I, I constantly think about myself. But the Lord says that he'll put a new spirit in us. Just like that water was pushing out that stuff, the stuff that I needed to get. I needed to get out of my system because if it's there too long, it's an infection. The Lord said, I will put a new spirit in you. Man, do I want that spirit. I want that spirit in all of us, that we can change this community. We can change this church, this community. It's so important that we become those people who seek after that change. And some of you are thinking, you know, Josh, we we started this whole thing off with you talking about fulfilling the law by this one thing, loving others. And yet we've talked about ourselves the whole entire time. We've talked about our flesh versus spirit. We haven't talked about really loving others that much. And there's a reason. And that's because I don't think I can help others be free until I'm free until I understand that I am free, until the spirit leads me to that freedom. And that's what, man, worship wrecked me today because it was, I just felt that and we talked about the freedom that the spirit of God brings into our life. I can't help others be free unless I'm free. You know, when Brooke uh, was, was getting, well, I guess our whole entire pregnancy, I say our, I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> sorry. I wish I could. Um, but one thing that people used to say, they used to say, uh, make sure Brooke is taken care of so that she can take care of the baby. He knows. Make sure Brooke is taken care of so she can take care of the baby. We gotta make sure that our spiritual life is healthy so that when we, when we are with others, they see health. If we don't take care of of our relationship with the Lord, if we don't lean into those promises and walk by the Spirit, then all we're we're doing is producing dead fruit. I don't want to produce dead fruit, man. I want to produce I want to produce the fruit of the Spirit. So I want you guys to be honest with yourself today and ask yourself this: Do I sound congested? Do I sound congested? Josh definitely sounds congested. Do I sound congested? Am I so caught up in my life? Am I so caught up in my goals and achieving the things that, that I think need to be achieved and, 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 and my daily tasks and, and my to-do list, wonder list? Am I so caught up in those things that I'm not seeing others for who they are in Jesus? That I'm not even, I'm not even producing that, that fruit that is life? Because when I'm free, they become free. I want us to pray together today.